Hello, this is Michael Stoller for the Solar Real Estate Report on the Cats Roundtable. Today I have somebody who is a Brooklyn-born individual who operates in Brooklyn and is, at one time, I used to call him the king of Montague Street, but is anywhere in Brooklyn that everybody knows, the managing partner and founder of SVN CPEX Real Estate, my friend Tim King. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Michael. Good to see you. So you were born in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, correct? At Bay Ridge Hospital. Where was Bay Ridge Hospital? I didn't even know about that. It's currently a nursing home on Ovington Avenue between 4th and 5th Avenues. So, you know, one of the things that you've done over your long career is that you were an innovator by bringing a Manhattan firm to Brooklyn. Let's talk about that. Well, I can't take credit for that. That's Bob Nacko and Paul Massey, but they were kind enough to ask me to open up their Brooklyn office in 2002. And I like to think that those are some of the best years of my life. We had a great time. Now, as we were saying on the phone the other day, Real estate is local. Downtown and Bay Ridge is leased. What's going on today in different sections of Brooklyn? Because people know about downtown. Everybody knows about Dumbo. Everybody knows about Greenpoint, Williamsburg. But what's really happening downtown and all over Brooklyn? So all over Brooklyn is a pretty general question. And I like to think that Brooklyn, or as I like to call it, Kings County, is for the most part flourishing in every area. And you make a good point. I think some of the, the pockets that people don't think of uh, outside of the, the trophy names are in many ways uh, flying under the radar but, but flourishing in their own right. Now, with regard to that, you were, in, as I said, you were in downtown uh, Brooklyn. Now you're in Bay Ridge. I mean, your headquarters, but it doesn't mean that's where you're doing business. You're doing business all through the city. So... What's really happening in the Bay Ridge area, okay? A number of years ago when we were young, you didn't have urgent care centers. You didn't have ambulatory care centers. What's happening with the healthcare market in, in Brooklyn? So the healthcare market is kind of the flavor of the day. They're almost like the, the cell phone stores, the video stores, or the banks of yesteryears. Healthcare is a pretty booming industry, and I think that you're seeing – uh, proliferation that's already happened of urgent care. And I think you're seeing a lot of the major hospitals expanding into smaller facilities outside of Manhattan to better serve their uh, patient base. Right. Uh, especially, you know, NYU Langone, New York Presbyterian, you know, all of these hospitals and, and the Northwell system are growing by leaps and bounds. You've recently got involved with the least space to NYU Langone. Let's talk about that for a second. Thank you. That is correct. It's an interesting uh, property on 88th Street in Bay Ridge where one of the more enlightened builders that I've ever met created a very, very unique property for any place outside of what you may think of as Manhattan or downtown. It's, it's probably the nicest space in, in South Brooklyn. It's, it's not probably. It is the nicest. Uh, he did some very innovative work in the building with, with terraces, landscaped roof, intelligent elevators, and a lobby that probably should be on the cover of Architectural Digest. And before completion, and he worked through COVID to finish the building, we leased about 40% of the building, or 20,000 square feet, to NYU Langone. Now, a couple of years ago, I think you were involved with the uh, near the Bush Terminal area with, with regard to a Bed Bath & Beyond. Let's talk about that. It was an interesting project than where it is today. Well, sadly, they're no longer there today. Right. But that was a great project. That was um, Marvin Shine and his partner, Sal, who had taken over a property that had been vacant for 
quite some time. In fact, when I first visited, there were pigeons flying through the building, and I was able to help them by bringing Bed Bath & Beyond and, and Saxaw Fifth to the building, uh, which together was almost about 150,000 square feet of retail space and was a real shot in the arm for, for that part of Brooklyn, which in Sunset Park is is still one of those kind of under the radar but very, very strong both on the resident and retail side. Now, who's the retail in the space now? It's being marketed. It's currently vacant. Okay. Uh, with regard to other space, you know, people talk about different sections of Brooklyn. Some of them are really not in the press a lot, like Coney Island. What's your thoughts about Coney Island? So Coney Island is, again, one of those areas where there's been tremendous residential development over the last decade or so. The city spent a gazillion dollars renovating the subway station. It has has the Atlantic Ocean, one of the most beautiful beaches and boardwalks in the world. So for someone who is looking for an opportunity that maybe doesn't have a trophy name attached to it, Coney Island is one of the places where I would go and kick the tires. Okay, with regard to downtown Brooklyn, you know, a number of years ago, office buildings were built at Metro Tech and other locations up there. Are those buildings or others being converted to residential today? I don't think I've heard of any building that is being actively converted to resi. Now, with regard to new office buildings, I believe in downtown Brooklyn, there are a couple of new office buildings that sure. opened over the last couple, maybe the last year or so. Well, one of them would be One Willoughby Square, which was a property that I had sold to uh, the, the land to JEMB Realty, and they built an extraordinary property there opposite the Albee Square Mall, and I do believe that they're having great success with, with leasing, and part of it is because, again, they've created a better mousetrap. Now, with regard to that, what's your thoughts about all of the construction on Flappish Avenue? I think over time it'll all be occupied, it'll all be full, and I think people are going to be happy. You know, you mentioned Flappish Avenue. It's kind of interesting. Some 30-odd years ago, I sold the property by Brooklyn College, by the, the Junction neighborhood. The same family still owns the property. Back then, I rented about 7,000 square feet to a SUNY Downstate. They'd occupied it ever since. They're now leaving. I'm looking to lease the space for the second time. So, you know, it's a cycle. Everything moves around over the cycle. With regard to cycles, certain places have a bad reputation, as we were saying before. Uh, one of them uh, would be considered East New York. What do you see happening in the East New York neighborhood? Well, just like we talked about Coney Island with the big infrastructure project with the subway, East New York is seeing the same sort of circumstances where the public transit is being significantly upgraded. The city is committed to moving some back office or office space there. And I do think in an area like that is where someone can find a, a lump of coal, and if they polish it hard enough, they're going to find they have a diamond. What about uh, the Greenpoint? Okay, it was Williamsburg, and now I think Greenpoint's hot. Williamsburg and Greenpoint have been hot for quite some time. They still are. Uh, it, it's interesting how neighborhoods like that have transitioned into such a, uh, from what was once a, let's call it, working-class neighborhood into becoming somewhat of a, of a chic area. You know, people forget that Brooklyn has one of the largest shopping centers, Kings Plaza Mall. What's what's happening there today? Because many of the tenants, you know, have turned over. It's hard to believe it's been open over 50 years. Well, it's funny you say that because when I was a kid, there used to be a boat yard where the mall is today. And my dad kept his boat on the other side of Mill Basin. 
And when they shut down the Mariner, we, we bought some stuff that was left over, basically a fire sale there. And when the mall was built, it was a game changer for Brooklyn. And it's still one of the strongest retail properties in the tri-state area. With, you know, with regard to, you know, it was a marina, uh, what about Sheepshead Bay and Brighton Beach today? So again, these are areas that enjoy a beautiful waterfront, have very, very strong residential areas, and the retail is some of the most significant and strongest in the area. I, I recently found an article I wrote back in the 80s for one of the trade papers when the Lundy estate was sold, and I said at the time that with the revitalization of the Lundy's properties, that there was an opportunity for Sheepshead Bay to become the fisherman's wharf of New York City. For, for my younger listeners, tell me what Lundy's was. I, I'm aware of it, but I want to hear. Lundy's was a seafood restaurant on the waterfront in Sheepshead Bay that at one time, I think they were serving like a thousand dinners every two hours or whatever. It was a, a happening place. Interesting. So what do you think it's going to be converted to? Well, it's currently occupied, but it recently has changed some to new management, and I think you'll see some upgrades and, again, uh, an increase in the the types of tenants. And I think that, again, Sheepshead Bay, Brighton Beach, Coney Island, they all enjoy the same oceanfront and the all the benefits that come from salt air and being on the beautiful Brooklyn waterfront. So where do you see the opportunities today for a developer in Brooklyn? I know it's a tough question in, in general, but I'd like just a, a little thought on that. I think any place where someone can find a piece of land that they think the numbers make sense for them, you have to kind of close your eyes, sign the check, and just go ahead and do it. And you also have to have the capabilities of uh, obtaining financing. That's a whole different story. No question. I'd like to thank my friend Tim King for being here, and I'll see you next week. Thank you, Michael. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.